Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. I'm Mark Kastner. This is the Sounder at Heart podcast. Joined by my co-hosts, Mickey Turner, Susie Rantz, Tim Foss, Beth Mantle, and Dave Clark. This has been an extremely weird podcast. How are they going to be able to handle that? Just the bottom line is they don't have an answer to that. There was never really a time when I was super concerned. Seattle did fine. There's a reason they got signed to first team contract. Very special guest, Brian Spencer, head coach of the Seattle Sounder. You know who he is. Brian how are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote. I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. We are sort of putting together an emergency session here. We didn't need to be emergency. We knew this was coming. But uh, joining me today, I'm Jeremiah Shannon. Joining me today is Beth Mantle. Hey y'all. And Susie Rance. Hello. Hey Susie, it's so good to have you back. Uh we haven't we haven't had you on for a while, but oh well you seamlessly adapted to our weird intro style. I know that was like she picked Talks it up. To you. Exactly. <laughs> I was just guessing, but <laughs> but yeah uh Albert Rusnak. I think I got it right. Did I get it right, ladies? Okay. Yes. Yeah, that was a big talking point today uh, because he introduced himself as Rusnak Watch, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, I I thought that was a very funny little intro that they did. But he he said his own name, and it was different than what a lot of announcers say, which is Rusnak, I guess, right? Rusnak is out. Rusnak is in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he joined the team today. This was, I think, it's, it's I don't know that it's being entirely... Uh, like the enormity of this signing, I don't know if it was entirely appreciated. Uh, I think that's partly because I'll raise my hand here. I think there was some expectation set that he might come in as something less than a full designated player, which uh, he would have potentially been able to buy down. That's not the case. He's a full designated player for the for the. He's signed a, a two year guaranteed contract with a third year uh, option. All three of those years, my understanding is he would be a designated player. He can't be bought down. And originally, there was a lot of skepticism that he would ever agree to a TAM contract. And I think that maybe that skepticism was rightly placed because this is a guy coming off 11 goal, 11 assist season. There was only eight guys in MLS who had more goals and assists than he did last year. He's 27 years old. He's a Slovakian international. He was just playing like they're out of World Cup qualifying, but he was part of their World Cup qualifying team. There's no reason that this guy should be... He was a designated player last year. There's no reason he should be something less than a designated player, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably a little less sophisticated in saying this, but at the end of the day, like, the club has to figure out the finances, and it's more yes. of just, like, a numbers game. It's yeah. not like like JP isn't any less of a player for becoming Tam, <laughs> the DP. Like, right. the numbers are the numbers, and I think he's absolutely shown he deserves the paycheck he's getting. Um. And I, I don't know, I think, to your point, like, it hasn't been, a, like, a big deal in terms of a DP signing. I'm sure RSL fans probably feel a little bit differently. And um, I am super excited to have a player who gets MLS and knows what it's like to play in MLS. Like, you bring other DPs in, and this is a different league. So it's nice to have a known commodity. Yeah, I think we saw, like... With Leo Chu coming in, he took a while to kind of get acclimated. Um, we, ha- we never even saw him get a lot of minutes, which I'm excited to see more of this season. But I feel like you run that risk if you bring in a DP from outside, especially in 
COVID era, it might be a bit harder for them to settle into the mix. But if you bring Rusnak from RSL, um, I feel like he's very well acquainted with the league and the Sounders, honestly. He's probably played us a lot. Um, so I feel like that's a good move when we're not able to get out and scout like we usually would. Yeah, he was a, he was a player. He's been here for five years. He's been productive basically every... He didn't have a great 2020, but he's been productive every other year. Did anyone he's, have a great 2020? No, I think a lot of people had really bad 2020s. And so he wasn't unique in that way. And, you know, he's he knows the league. He's been productive in the league. He has something like 41 goals and 39 assists since he came over. Uh, he was signed. He was brought here by Craig Weibel, who's now the sporting director of the Sounders. He had played for Freddie Juarez at RSL, who, of course, is an assistant coach now with the Sounders. And so this is a very known commodity. He can play across the midfield in all the attacking spots. He's played on the right. He's played on the left. He's played in the middle. He, like, honestly, I, I, I say this with all sincerity. When I looked at around the league last year and thought, who are some players from around the league I'd like to bring in? And his name is right at the top of the list because of his age, because of his versatility, because of his productivity, because presumably his price tag was reasonably affordable. But, you know, if the Sounders had paid $6 million in transfer fee to bring over a player with his exact resume, I don't know that I could possibly be more, like, more excited. Like, I would have thought that was perfectly good money to spend. And that they're not paying a $6 million transfer fee isn't a bad thing. Like, they got this guy for free. I mean, yeah, I think saving $6 million is great. We can buy so many other things with that. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that we, I mean, we may we may lose some players we haven't figured out about some of the remaining contracts, but the fact that you're not losing at this time, <laughs> no player yeah. and gaining him is really exciting. And and so I was just kind of going through the numbers today and the, the, all these, that, and all these signings have not been announced, but it looks like the Sounders are going to open training camp with 27 or 28 guys already under contract uh, of those 28 players. Uh, 17 of them were, they have 17 of the top 18 players from last year's like by minutes played uh, like the only player that they lost that played significant minutes last year is Shane O'Neill. And then Nico Benazze would be the next most important player. And then you're talking about guys like Spencer Ritchie, who, Hey, I liked Spencer Ritchie. He was great having around, but he was the third goalkeeper last year. He, he made two starts. He had shutouts on those. Like it, it's a bummer not to have that as your third goalkeeper, but like this is a team that is gaining Jordan Morris. That's gaining Nico Ladero. And is gaming gaining Albert Rusnak. This is like, I don't know, like sort of mind-blowing how much they that they've managed to keep this team together the way they have. And by the way, there's a flat salary cap. Like they've been paying, they've had the, a flat salary cap, and this is the second straight year or the the second straight year of a flat salary cap. Uh it's it's wild that this is this is a team that they're gonna be putting out there. And and I kind of feel like we should all be losing our minds at, at, that they were able to sign a designated player. It feels very much like eyes are set fully on CCL. Yes. It makes sense. It's the one thing we don't have. Um, it's something that we're set up to be able to try to get this season. I mean, this definitely feels like a move to make that happen. You know, you, you go through the, the history of the Sounders in CCL, and you can almost always look at the team that they put out for CCL and say like, oh man, if they had only gotten Obafemi Martins a month earlier, or if they'd only gotten Clint Dempsey a few months earlier, or you go down the list and there was all these like, what if, what if, what if, what if, if they had only gotten these players a little earlier. And even with when the last time they were in, in champions league, 
They signed Jao Paulo and Jamar uh, that offseason, but neither one of them had been able to be fully integrated into the team by the time the CCL came around. This year, they're going to open training camp with Risnak and all these, and you know they're not going to open with Morris and Roldan and a few of these other players because they're going to be out on international duty. But they're these are those are the known guys. Like they're going to be able to. There's no reason. There's like all the excuses they've ever had to do well in Champions League are are pretty much out the window. And we had a longer off season than we have in the past. Right. Yeah. A whole seven weeks. <laughs> so long. <laughs> Even though it still feels so short. It's been yeah, ages. I mean, to have like your core coming back that have been here for a few years now um, should set them up well. It's, I feel like CCL is so hard to predict. I mean, yes. We could lose in the first round. It's just like one of those things. But yeah. But it, but to have like a known system already and be bringing in an, an extra player that's really good. I right. feel like because we went out of the playoffs so early last year that we might be forgetting just how good the team that we're bringing back was. Like, if they hadn't been hit with literally all of the injuries you could ever think of on, like, an injury maker list, um, you could have been playing for the Shield easily. Um, oh, and I think, yeah. I think we kind of forget that because we have a, a bad taste in our mouth from that last RSL game. Um, but they're bringing back a really good team. Yeah, they, they they finished with 60 points last year. They gave up 33 goals, which was the the low, the fewest goals allowed in the league. And now they're adding, you know, a DP caliber attacking piece. Uh, in addition to adding Jordan Morris and Nico Ladero, like Ladero is is maybe a bigger question mark because we really don't know the state of his health. But man, like I, I'm like the more I talk this through, the more excited I get about it. Uh, but what what's your impression, Susie, of Rusnak as a player? Is he someone who we should expect to be replacing Nico Ladero, or is he? Do you think he's a bit more maybe of a complementary piece? Yeah, I have a few different answers to that. One is I think he's complementary because he's not the same player as Nico. Um, he isn't on the ball as much as Nico isn't like as involved in the possession based part of Seattle's game. He wasn't at least at RSL. And that's part of my second answer, which I feel like it's hard to compare RSL as a team and the way they play was just, is just dramatically different than Seattle and different players. He just has a lot of different players at his disposal here. So it's hard to say like, like for like, this is the kind of player he's going to be in Seattle. Um, But obviously like, his assist numbers and goals numbers show that he's both a good creator and goal scorer. Um, And I was particularly impressed just watching back at some of his highlights. I think he's a really patient player. Like I was just really struck by um, he's not always feeling like he's in a rush and he's just like really smart at the passes he picks out and like his patience on the ball and has um, a really good touch overall too. He covers a lot of ground, but you're right. He does not, he's not as involved as, as Nico, you know, he averages something like 30 fewer passes per, for 90 minutes, which is a lot. Like there's no, there's no way around that. But Beth, I thought you had an interesting observation about, about even if he's not, even if Nico's not on the field, why having a lower volume passer like that might make sense. Yeah, I think JP kind of, we saw him last season take over that Nico-esque 
always touching the ball, always moving things along um, vibe that we got from Nico. And if JP can do that, I don't think you need to have Albert doing that. I think you can have Albert doing what Albert's better at. Um, and I think that makes it a bit more, I don't know, gives us more options. Yeah, he's someone who doesn't need to have the, I think you can look at it two ways. You can look at it one as, oh, he doesn't, he's not this high volume passer but i think another way of looking at it is that he doesn't need to have the ball at his feet all the time he's better at moving into space he's he's a little bit more i think attack oriented in that he's his goal is to get the ball in and around the penalty area and either set up teammates or take shots and that's not something that uh the sounders necessarily have a whole lot of right now uh you know like even a freddie montero is is sometimes you know doesn't even fill that role. I don't think like he, he's a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a, a pure poacher at times, even though he is a great passer. Uh, but it, the, what's exciting about the way this roster is built up is they have all sorts of different weapons, like guys that do different types of things. They have some depth, they have some high end ability. And I don't think there's any, like you, we can get, you know, uh, Susie, you mentioned this idea that, you know, you don't want to get caught up in the in the accounting mechanisms. And I think that's a perfectly valid thing. There is some opportunity cost, though, with signing a player like Rusnak in that they theoretically could have gone out and signed two more U22 players. But because of the way the MLS roster rules work, they can't do that anymore. So that's like the that's the opportunity cost. That's the downside. But looking at the roster, I'm not sure where you would even put those players. Like they don't actually have a lot of room, just like practical from a practical perspective. They just don't have space on the roster to add two players like that. But where the like, where's their where's the bolstering even need to happen? Like where are the obvious weaknesses that you're going to bring in a high money player and say like, okay, this is the role you're going to fill to plug this specific hole? Yeah, it's hard. It's like um, a good challenge when you have a club where players want to return. Um, and you're building a core. And it does feel like there is a set of young Sounders players who have started to get more minutes that the team really does feel invested in their future for the like first time for me in a while, you know, that there's like a larger group of those kinds of players. So, um, you know, if you start to build more depth, you're then taking it away from some of these p- players who they think is the kind of the future of the team in a year where I think it's a roster that's built to win now and in the future. Um, I don't know. I could see like you wanting to build more depth at outside back possibly. Um, But do you take a U22 spot for that? Um, I mean, I just think there's lots of trade-offs. I I'm I'm deterring the conversation a lot, but I do think it's going to be a really interesting challenge in terms of where these players, like where you put Rusnak, where you put Ladero, if they're both on the field at the same time, do you switch formations? I know we've talked about a lot of that before. Well, no, I think think that's that's a hard challenge. I do. I I do too. And I think that they had so much success playing in that, you know, three, four, two, one, three, five, two formation last year, that there's probably some temptation to return to it. But to me, what assuming Rusnak and Ladero are both healthy. It feels like it makes a lot more sense to go back to the four, two, three, one, even if the, and I, I suppose maybe that means putting Nuhu at left back, but I don't know. I don't think that's such a, that's a, it's a bad option. Yeah. I do think there's also upside to bringing back the majority of your players in this situation is if you do want to occasionally utilize a five back formation, like it's not like you'd be teaching them something new in the middle of the season. 
Right. Right. Yeah. And- I was actually thinking a little bit about, um, I feel like the rain had a similar challenge last year in terms of a lot of players that can play in multiple positions with a lot of world-class talent and where do you put them all? Um, and Laura Harvey opted to kind of play a four, three, three, but with a withdrawn forward. Yes. You know, with a withdrawn number nine, and I could see something like that working for the Sounders too. Um, or, I mean, like there's so many different coordinations that would play to the team's strengths. Like, is this team set up to play a box formation in the midfield? I don't know, but like, there are some interesting options to look at. Yeah. And I think you can, and you know, maybe this team could play as a, in a four, three, three, if you, if you're thinking of maybe putting Russ Knack as one of those wide spots and Morris on the other, and maybe it's more like, and maybe it does end up playing like a four, three, three, because maybe Nico is not quite a classic number 10 and, and you have rolled on pushing up. And so you have kind of more of a dual eights kind of, situation but i think that's what's exciting about this is that there's so many more iterations like they and and in, like whether they call it a 433 or 4231 or whatever they call it like these are all sort of fluid things and it's sort of like very specific to like we could get lost in debating yeah. these things right like i'm sure there's going to be games where we're like well i think it was a 433 eh, i don't know and uh and the point is you want to have a successful you want you want to be scoring goals and keeping other teams from scoring and you look at the talent that the Sounders are putting out there. And what's really exciting, I think, is that you don't even have to think like, like I know last year I got kind of excited thinking about like, oh, what are these possible formations that they could put together with all these players that ended up never getting on the field together? But what's exciting about this is that we should expect most of these guys to be to be here and to be around for, for a while. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say there's still a little bit of a, a nagging sensation in the back of our 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 ear about Raul Ruiz Diaz's contract situation. Uh, you did some snooping on uh, Instagram recently, Beth. What is uh, what what's the latest that you can tell from yeah, Raul Ruiz Diaz? I did Ruiz some Diaz? really deep sleuthing, as in I watched his <laughs> Instagram story. Um, he appears to still be in Peru. Um, he went to a spa today, which like self care. I get it, but also please get on a plane to Seattle soon. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I don't feel like. Raul has spent very many preseasons in Seattle. Like it feels like for one reason or another, he's always like, I think it was last year. I, I think last he was on was visa green card, right? Yeah. And, and internet, like, cause he got like stuck with internet. There, there was some international, he, he was there for international duty. And then there was some snafu with his visa. And so he didn't actually end up reporting until like right before the season started. Maybe he just doesn't like the winter here. And I well, can't say I blame him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although today was beautiful. Let's hope yeah. to, today is, uh, we get another day like this tomorrow, which is the first day of formal training sessions. Uh, in case you didn't know, uh, they're going to be out at Starfire. Uh, there's going to be some availability in the middle of the day. And, you know, hopefully we'll get to see a lot of these guys tomorrow. Yeah. Do you think we'll get more formal announcements of the players re-signed tomorrow since that's kind of going to be out of the bag on a few Yeah. It sounds like at the very least, Alex is totally done. Kellen is totally done. Nico Moreno implied that Freddie Montero was done. Uh, I wasn't able to totally confirm that one. It sounds like Will Bruin is very close. Steph Cleveland's done. So I think those are, those were the outstanding ones. So I think like my expectation is everyone will be there except for maybe Ruidias. Well, I should take that back. There's a bunch of people out on international duty, like a lot. Uh, yeah. We've and got Jordan and Christian with the U.S. Yamar is out. I think I saw somewhere that Javi might get called up. 
knew who was out knew there balling in the, a, in the African Cup of Nations. Uh, yeah. um, if someone tries to steal the train from us, I think I will cry. So well, just a heads up for everyone. Stop yeah. playing well, Nuhu. <laughs> I know. And and Cameroon is now 2-0. and Looks like they're going to get out of the group stage. Uh, he might be gone for a while, unfortunately. But that's a good problem to have, I think. Good, yeah, good for his confidence because he's playing left back, right? Or yeah. That's a, I keep seeing on the games that I've watched, it looks to me like he's playing left back, although the, the lineup graphics I keep seeing suggest that they're playing a three-back formation. But mm. when I've watched it, it looks like he's playing left back to me. I haven't caught any, so I feel like Nuhu plays where he wants to play. They may be suggesting that he plays somewhere and he's like left back. I have another idea. Yeah, exactly. But um, all right. Well, that's a good place. I think to call this. Thank you so much for, for jumping on here, Beth and Susie. Uh, We need to do this, this collection of, of talent more often. Uh, Susie, we've missed you a lot. That's fun. Thank you. So uh, yeah, with that, I'm Jeremiah O'Shan signing off for Beth Mantle and Susie Rance. This is the Sounder at Heart podcast, and we'll catch you next time.